G'day, g'day, and welcome to Frontline Fathers. We're here today with Shane, who is a first-class constable uh, for five years. The biggest achievement is gaining the qualification to become a specialist child interviewer and father of an eight-month-old boy from Western Australia. How are you going, Shane? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, outstanding, man. Thank you. I know it's super... Sounds super official. I know we've just been chatting for like five minutes off the air, but that's all good. <laughs> you like the music though? It's pretty sick, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different to the normal stuff. <laughs> so uh, as you guys probably know, uh, Shit Dad Podcast, The Frontline, uh, is where Nick speaks to, or Nick, myself, um, I speak to first responders about their life with kids um, and how it affects their home life. So Shane, if you're ready to go, mate, tell us about yourself and your family. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, we got an eight-month-old um, boy. So we're 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 actually in regional WA. So um, when we first had him, we were three hours uh, east of east of Perth, um, in a small little wheat belt town. So about a thousand people there. Um, and then after he was born, the sort of opportunity to come up to to go to a different town. It's um, different, bit of a different role. So um, off the front line into into a youth policing sort of style role. Um, so we're probably five hours north of Perth now, um, up here, sort of doing doing a few things different. Out in the sticks? Out in the sticks. It's kind of, it's in the sticks, but it's, it's nothing compared to the other the other place. Um, sort of got a Kmart and a Woolworths. Well, it's got two Woolworths and That's all that sort of stuff. So, basically a yeah, major luxury. city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think it's yeah, 20,000, 30,000 here. So. Beauty. What do you love about being a policeman, mate? Uh, Sorry, like, constable? It's, it's the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, the um the excitement I guess first draws you to it. So, um you know the you see on TV the, the chases and the, all that sort of stuff that you that you want to do, especially when you when you're younger. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of start seeing little bits and pieces where you can where you can impact people's lives and stuff like that. So you, you sort of that's what keeps you keeps you into it, I guess. Um, because yeah. The chases and, and the fun stuff that wears off pretty quick. Yeah, I can imagine. And you work in um, child, is it child safety or something? Yeah, so my, my role's in um, in youth, well, my main role's in youth policing. So we basically work with a, a lot of kids um, that I guess are from from uh, pretty poor backgrounds. Um, so they're, I guess, at risk and they're, and they're doing a lot of the high risk um, offending. So a lot of your burglaries and your, and your stealing of cars and things like that um that's their main sort of ammo and, and that's what they get up to on the week and we have quite a quite a big issue with that up in Geraldton or not even northern north of wa in mm. yeah in the northern sort of cities up there so uh our role is to sort of go out and and work with these kids and see if we can sort of basically do the, the parenting role in 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 most ways um yeah well. trying to sort of divert them from that and and get them into things and, and sort of try and see how we can help them. Um, so, so it's not quite a preventative role, it's more a reactive role, like once they've yeah. started offending. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty, I guess it's more Australia-wide. We've got a lot of agencies that do do a lot of the preventative stuff Yeah. Um, with kids and sort of teaching them about that. And our kids, I guess, are the ones that yeah have, don't go to school and are really you know, starting to, to get themselves locked up and, and we do everything to sort of keep them out of the, out of the juvenile, juvenile detention centres and things like that. So mm. um, our kids are the ones that, yeah, going into houses and, and you know, doing the doing the, the bigger stuff, I guess. Yeah, okay. Um, which is interesting from a, from a parenting point of view, I guess, um, having a, a little boy now, 
you can really see how when you don't have a sort of a male role model in the house or even any role model in the house, you are, yeah, they kind of go downhill real quick and they, and they sort of seek that, that out. Yeah. Wow. Do you, themselves up to, to all sorts. Yeah. Okay. So where do where do you think parents are going wrong um, in your line of work? Uh, well, I guess with, with the with the majority of kids, it's just just being there. Like, I mean, I guess the audience of this, they, they obviously have an interest in in parenting. So we're we kind of and we beat ourselves up a lot. You know, is this the correct thing? And we you know follow the the Instagram pages with the you know sleep schedules and the and oh, this and that. And, don't get me started on that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we got the you know is this a you know, absolute you know optimum thing to be doing for this kid? And yeah, and most of the time it's just bent. It's just with, I would talk about it with my wife a lot. It's just having love in the house. Like, okay. if they go to school, they don't have to worry about you know coming home, and they'll know if they come home, it's a safe place. They got love. They got mum, dad. They got food. They got those sort of things. Mm. And these are these are the things that that these kids, I guess, don't have. If they're going to school. If they go to school young, they are worried what's going on at home. You know, what am I going to eat? Um, these things, yeah. and and that might stem from from you know maybe. The parents had kids too young, or, or they're basically just they're basically just not not present. So they're not there, and they're not being around and guiding, I guess. And loving and creating that. And um, loving, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, it's, it's an unfortunate thing that sort of the parents themselves are, are still growing up, or, or that's how they've grown up, and it's that's just a the unfortunate way that things happen, and that's how they know how to parent because that's how they were parented, I guess. Yeah. Do you see much of the kids reforming once they've uh, interacted with you guys? Uh, we, we, we do our best. That's probably the most, the most frustrating aspect is, is you think you're sort of getting through and then, you know, you'll leave it a weekend and, and you'll see them down the lock up and it will just be, you know, come on, I thought I freaking thought I had you that time. Or mm. I thought, thought we we're going to get you into this, but oh, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel yourself doing that old one, and that you know that probably gets through to them more. To be honest, they've, they've had all the yelling and all that sort of stuff in the past, and yeah, um, you know, some of the kids you do have to sort of cut your tie. You just know, you, and you could talk to you blue in the face, and um, and you're just not going to get through. Mm. How does that affect you? And, at, uh, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Sorry, and and at the at the end of the day, that the, the, the you, we don't have a, a lot of time to to delve into it too much, but we, um, they see you as somebody that's sort of not been where they're at. So you can, they don't think that you know where they are. So yeah, they okay. really, they can't relate. They just think, you you know, you're just talking to them and you're doing it because you get paid and um, you don't really care. So they don't really listen. We're a bit like a teacher in that respect, I guess. They kind of, you know, they'll listen to you for a bit, but then they're, you know, you don't know what I'm going through, mate. And yeah. They just continue on with their, with their friends or their family and makes it a bit difficult. Jeez, that's sad, hey. Um, yeah. What do you, is there anything you reckon that could change that would fix that? It's, it's, it'd be really hard, wouldn't it? Because you'd, you'd have so it's, many kids in the, the town you could look after. So. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just that, you know, doing what we're doing and, and trying to get as many as we can, I guess, is, is the yeah. only way we can get through to that yeah how does how does all this <laughs> like got the answer would be great yeah i know yeah get in touch with us at uh, shitdadpottergmail.com <laughs> yeah. Uh, um yeah so when you talk about all these this, the hard work you put in for not not much return does that affect your home life as well uh it, do, it does it, it's um like i was saying with, with the optimum sort of things and um you know worrying about the i guess 
I come home and, and, and we're lucky enough we've got, you know, my wife my wife and I have been married for, you know, a little while and we've got a pretty strong relationship. She's a good mum and, you know, we've got a house, we've got the love, we've got everything and, and worrying about, you know, sleep schedule, worrying about, you know, a specialist appointment and things like that. Yeah. It's hard when you've just been at a house where, you know, the kid doesn't even have food and it's, it's oh, like, oh, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and the kid, you know, you, you see the, the, you know, a baby around the same age and it's like, well, you know, you don't want to minimise, and I guess this will be something moving forward, um, you know, when they get older and, you know, they don't have the latest toy or they don't have the latest mm. thing and, you, you, know, you know, it's probably, you don't want to minimise their problems. But exactly. In the scheme of things, you know, come on, mate, you got it pretty good here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You got a, a PS4 instead of a PS5, you poor thing. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are you going to survive, mate? How's, um, how do you deal with your, so obviously being a police officer, um, but not doing shift work, it wouldn't affect too much your your sleep cycles and stuff. But I imagine it still affects your um, your mental health and your your physical health and your energy levels and things like that. What what do you sort of do yeah. to, to get around that at home? Yeah, so we, we majority of the time we're not we're not on shift work, which is which is good. It's kind of a I was in a we're in a fortunate position that we were coming. I was coming out of tenure um, when we first had the baby, so. Mm. Um, at my old station, we were on call. So, you know, you finish up and then you're on call until the next shift started, basically. So it was going to be more difficult to, to do that. Mm. Um, and I really wanted to make a point of having a couple of years to just really nail in um, what this sort of being a dad thing is and try mm. and learn as much as I can. So, um, yeah, we moved up here. So it's a, it's primarily a Monday to Friday gig and, and those in policing or even in, in your role, I'm sure, is, is that's the sort of what you want to go back to at some point to you sort of get over those night shifts after a little while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know, you get to the end of the day and you're still tired of like anyone else getting home and you know, there's still the nighttime routine to go through and all those sorts of things. So mm. I like to, I listened to your, your podcast actually with Brendan Swan back in the, yeah, nice. a yeah. little while ago now. Yeah. Um, and he does those dad hours. So getting up um, four o'clock and, it's early, but you you know you got the time. Everything's quiet in the house. You can just whack some music on, get some exercise done, and, and you got your time. So that's sort of your anchor, and then you you go from there. And by six o'clock, you, you're tired, but you know you, you've only got a little bit left, and you yeah get a little bit of time, and then you yeah you do it all again. Yeah, good. Yeah, and that's there's no better way to start your day off, is there? Yeah. So then you're not as you know you go in and and I'm able. I mean able enough to, to sort of do the workout and then go and get him up and, and the missus can get her workout in. And we're both sort of set off rather than one resenting the other. And yeah, you know, nice. Oh, I've been able to work out and those sorts of things. So, I mean, it works for now, but you know, it's a couple of months time. It could all, could all change. <laughs> it could all crumble. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of, yeah, what it is. You just adapt, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to ask you just before, uh, how does, having a, a little kid or a little eight month old boy affect your decision making when you go into jobs? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess touching on that, obviously last, last week, the, the, um, stuff that happened up in Queensland, that was yeah. a big sort Horrifying. of a, a wake up call in a way. Obviously we, we know as, as police, it's a dangerous job. Like everyone yeah. sort of says it, but you do from time to time do become complacent because, you know, it's, it's just you come home from work every day and you get into those rhythm of uh, and any any job you do it. I'm, I'm sure you guys might be the same. Yeah. Um, but then that really put it in perspective like, crap, like 
there is people like that out there that 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 will do those sorts of things. And mm. back in the at the old station, I sort of refer back to that because that was sort of my the main policing role, I guess, is is the majority of the time. But the amount of times I went to that exact scenario, you know, small town looking for someone, small town, you go out and they all have you know rifles and things like that. And, yeah. You know that that exact scenario that that could have well been me and my, and my partners and things like that. So yeah. it was very much a yeah wake up call to, Bit of to that. Check, so yeah. it, it, and and now yeah, it's not just not just me sort of running in and you know yeah. it really you know it's just me. But and yeah, I guess so you, you just take more police. more care with your decisions. Yeah, this, yeah, and you just you just know like. Yeah, you know, obviously when you're younger in the job, you, like I was saying, that excitement and yep. chasing cars and things like that, you, you sort of got that out of you. I'm lucky enough to get that out of my system mm. now that you, you don't have to really be pushing to get those as much. Obviously, if it's there, it's there, but mm. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not just... And just on that as well, I guess with with policing, it, it's it's one of those things like I, I chose to sign up and I chose to sort of do it, but yeah. the wife, the kids, they didn't, they didn't sign up for it. So That's true. Um, no, it goes a long way, especially with everything else that comes with, with policing or, or frontline sort of work. Well, I, I know a lot of um, a lot of people close to those those poor police officers um, that that happened to last week, they'll be going through mm-hmm. a lot at the moment uh, with the loss of their friends and colleagues and stuff. But um, I, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with anything like that, but um, h- how do you sort of deal with your – well, how do you look after your mental wellness and – uh, we've spoken about the physical wellness, but yeah, like, what do you do to, to look after your mental wellness? Yeah, so yeah, mental wellness is obviously a big thing as well. And um, slowly, slowly but surely, these the agencies and things are, are starting to come around to it um, mm. and starting to really um, up their game a lot in, in terms of the mental health side of things. Um, it's sort of been one of those things back in the day, it was swept under the carpet. And it was, uh, yeah, you know the men's, you know, toughen up and all those sorts of things. But the agencies are coming around, and there's a lot of support services around. Um, but like I said, I, I don't care a lot on on physical stuff and bit yeah. a bit of a home gym and get the workout in, and that's that the consistency. And and I guess with policing and and those sorts of things, we like to have control. And control is a big thing because when you're on the road, you don't have control. You know, you could be sent anywhere at any time. Yeah. Um, so having that control of having that routine of knowing I'm going to get my workout in, I'm going to get this in, that sort of sets you up then for the for the day, and, and you you can sort of take that edge off and and go from there. Awesome. And I guess I, other than that, it's it's I found my my the conversations I'm having even with my non-police friends are probably a bit more deep now. Yeah. Okay. As as I've gotten older, it's kind of a bit more. You sort of start seeing a bit more into them you're sort of actually starting to care you know how you how you going and yeah i guess when more kids we didn't really have a worry in the world so no, you didn't really right. ask them how, they, how, they, how they're going because they've just been playing xbox all day exactly yeah and you're not afraid yeah, to open up as much are you you're probably more likely to open up a bit more as you're older yeah and and the questions you ask are usually the ones that you want to answer as well so um you know if, if you're happy enough to ask someone how they're going you're happy enough to be asked how you're going and that's true and, well. and actually talk about it you know yeah definitely oh geez what a what a, <laughs> what a good <laughs> yarn mate rambling on, <laughs> on a little bit about it no mate no i i'd be happy to do a full like normal shit dad podcast episode with you hey eh? this is unreal <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, that's too no, good definitely 
work that out for the, for the year coming up. Yeah, for sure. We'll make that happen. But um, yeah, basically, yeah, I, I just wanted to know about um, how, how being a, a police officer affects your home life. I know, I remember off, off before mm. we started, you, you spoke about uh, your your shit dad moment or your, your dad story about the, um, the yeah. headphones. Yeah. Because yeah. that had could probably story. double up as like a something to to do when you get home from work as well if you can escape the, the yeah. fatherhood stuff. Yeah. So like I was saying, we're very um, routine based. We're probably, we're probably too, me and my wife, we're probably too, a bit too routine. We like our sort of structure and, and things like that. So usually when I get home, I'll whack the headphones on, grab the grab the kid, whack him in the pram, take the dogs and just kind of get out for a walk. And that gives her, she's on um, mat leave at the moment. Yeah. Um, so gives her a bit of time just to sort of, chill out for 30 minutes not that she does um, no, but no. um trying to just gets everything done i guess from the day but um gets us out for 40 minutes and it's, it's one of those things it's kind of that five to ten percent effort to to get you last thing you want to do is go for a freaking walk especially when it's you know hot and things like that yeah but once you're out and you're going it, it's good so that's kind of that debrief at the end of the day and that kind of then stems into the feeding and then into the bedtime and then down to bed but i guess before that we really didn't really have that routine like all parents you're kind of just jumping around and you know <laughs> doing whatever you need to do to survive so yeah. once you sort of start to get that routine it makes things a lot easier yeah yeah um nice. i think i mentioned before we before we jumped on there sorry for running out of time but no it's not at all is that is that uh i struggled a lot like i was saying with that control thing yeah policing we, we like to have control so um and the way you get control is i guess you raise up or you or you if something's really starting to tick off or get, you know, kick off, you, you yell or you, you know, physical or, or things like that to kind of, we, we say in, in policing, the reduce the threat and gain control. So when it's uh, that constant crying and things like that, that was something I really struggled with early doors. Yeah. Um, just that, because you just can't stop them sometimes. They're just going to, they're just going to go. Keeps going, yeah. Um, it could be, could be, you know, anything. And he had a lot of reflux, so. He was going sometimes for an hour and it was just going and going. And Fuck, I guess that's relentless. <laughs> relentless. And it was just got to that point where I was, I saw the I saw a soft um, change table, the things that you put on top of the bench. Yep. Um so I just I just banged down and I just punched down and it broke my hand. Oh <laughs> so I was like, right. He's got me here already. Um so that Bumpo. was probably a, a bit of a shit a bit of a shit dad moment, but also at times it'd be like, right, his buddy not he's wearing us down, but this is kind of not not really working out. He's no. a couple of months old and I'm already hitting the roof. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do to overcome uh, that? Yeah, so I guess it's, it's kind of a constant thing. So it whacked out, um, whacked the headphones in again. So yeah, Mrs. kind of goes a bit bit nuts. Some I mean sometimes because you're all about the you know the time and the, you know being present and all those sorts of things. But sometimes you just have to freaking whack the headphones in, listen to a bit of a podcast or a bit of music and. And just sort of get get through it. I guess it sort of limits that noise, and and it's not as bad now. Obviously, the, the crying's a bit bit different, and so you get to know, you know, this is probably because of this or yeah. whatever. It's crying just because he's going to bed now, and it was a bit, yeah. You sort of get to know a bit more, so I guess it's kind of eased in in that way. Yeah. Um, you got to you definitely got to take time for yourself though, because. Fatherhood doesn't pay combo, does it? <laughs> you break your hand no. and through a wall, you put your head or yeah. hand through a wall, you're not gonna get get paid for it off time off work. Yeah, wow. Well, Unless you're dodgy and you go to work and go, oh, I, I did it open yeah. the car door. 
<laughs> my hand. Oh, he landed on my hand. <laughs> no, you'd never do that. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So it's yeah, especially. I mean, obviously, we're, we're government over here, so it's a bit bit different. I mean, yeah. I'm not a bricklayer or a carpenter and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was one of those realizations where I was like, shit, you know, maybe he's uh he's getting on top of me. But yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind just whacking a podcast on. I always have a few backups in there. And, and you just breeze through it then. Sometimes you spend longer in there than you need to and you're yeah. sitting in the, in the rocking chair and he's already asleep. That's gold, yeah. <laughs> he's really flapping <laughs> it up. Yeah, good as that. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the missus the other day, I was in there doing the same same things, had the headphones in. She's watching me on the camera and she talked <laughs> talk through the camera. You're not hiding. <laughs> she, that's where you've gone wrong. You put a camera in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was watching me from the kitchen and all the dishes and yeah. Oh man, <laughs> stung me a good one. Oh, you got properly stung there. Um, and something I ask everyone as well is, what's your best go-to daddy dinner? Daddy dinner. It's, so, it's yeah, hard when he's, he's only he's, eight months old, but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just working it well. Proud of him. Yesterday, he had his first little bit of kangaroo. So we're big, we're big kangaroo eaters. There you go. Um, yeah, so he had his first. He seemed to seemed to enjoy it. The dogs sort of stumble around the bottom of him there, waiting for the <laughs> off the high chair, but. Yeah, Mrs. is good on all that sort of stuff. We're big on, um, we're probably, well, obviously health conscious, so we're big on, on trying to make sure he's got some good stuff going into him. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that's another thing that you, you start off, I'm sure, and then you get to them, you know, two and three and you just sort of stuff it, you know, have, you, have your ice cream, you know, <laughs> keep it quiet for 30 minutes. And, you know, all these things are just ideal situations, but... You have to know that you're gonna you're gonna end up giving them what they want eventually. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Much as we all try. They'll be hopping for it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that didn't go down as well as I thought it would. Anyway, we live and learn. <laughs> dad, dad, beer of the week. <laughs> oh, I went straight over my head. To be honest, <laughs> I just got it. I've, I've had better. What's your uh, what's your beer? You go to beer? Yeah. I'm, wow. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm not a big beer drinker. We we, we do a lot of um, gin and soda waters. There you go. Health conscious. There I you guess go. I'm not probably probably a typical typical uh, dad. That's probably maybe well maybe it is the eight month thing, eight months in. So still trying to hold on to that. As long as it's something you can crack as soon as you finish mowing the lawn, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we do a lot of that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we like it like our gin and soda waters, and there's so many different options these days. That's it. Yeah. Go into a BWS and you could stand there for hours. Too many options, mate. Um, been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Uh, do you have any <laughs> lasting dad advice for the boys? Anyone with a kid under one, probably for the best. Yeah, kid under one. Uh, yeah, probably. Well, the headphones thing they helped me out a heap, and just and just anchoring in that. I mean, it's hard, it's early. People sound nuts, but you get up four o'clock. I've heard you speak of it a few times, and you, you just get that little hour or, or whatever to just get in, do something, and then you're in a better mood and. You just sort of go from there. That's it. Um, yeah, that's probably my, my main one. It's just getting that that structure and, and sticking to it. That's awesome, mate. Well, thanks again, Shane. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. It's good to get an insight into um, you as a father and a policeman. And um, and if anyone has come for the dad vice, they've definitely stayed for the shit daddery. Uh, and I really <laughs> hope that uh, they've, they've heard some good ideas on how to make their fatherhood journey a little better. Uh, but until next week... We say goodbye to Shane and, uh, yeah, for the kids. Yeah, thanks, mate.